0: artist, coach, habit keeper, and idea machine. I can't wait to cheer you on. So let's get started. Hey friend, I am so glad you're here. I'm super excited about today's episode of the Show Up Society podcast. Today I'm telling you all about the solo retreat that I just took and why you might want to take one too. But first, here are a couple updates about what's going on around here. On one of the last episodes, I was telling you about how I was having a hard time getting through a fiction book and I finished a big fatty, fatty. I think it was like 700 pages. If you want to know what it was, you have to sign up for my newsletter. You have to go to showupsociety.com forward slash 17 and there you will see a place where you can sign up for my newsletter and find out about the books that I am reading. I'm also reading a super funny um, nonfiction book right now. My goal is to read one fiction and one nonfiction book each month, so I have a couple more days until March in which to finish that nonfiction book. Also, I had a recommitment ceremony by myself on about a week ago because I felt like after I exhibited at the National Stationery Show, I really held together all of my goals and I was on top of everything, and then I came back and I kind of had that post-event letdown. down. Um, where I just felt kind of lost, kind of drifting. Um, I got all of my post-show follow-up done and sent out the orders and contacted the people that I had you know, connected with. But in terms of my eating and my health that I have set goals for myself for, which will be another episode of the podcast, because it's really cool. I can't wait to share that with you. Um, but in terms of my Health, eating, my self coaching, my s- self development kind of stuff, all of that I felt like kind of got a little bit lost by the wayside in the couple weeks after. I exhibited at the stationery show. So I didn't have any kind of weird ritual ceremony. I didn't like dress up or prick my finger for blood, but I just sat and I thought about like why I originally set those goals in the first place and what was making me not work on them and how yucky it felt to not be working on them and how good it would feel. To be the person who works on the goals that she sets out for herself. And I recommitted. And the week after that was amazing. And I was back on top of it and I felt so good. There's just something so powerful and so good about doing what you say you're going to do for yourself and upholding that commitment to yourself. Um, I tend to be really good at upholding the commitments that I say for others, that I promise to others, but not. Not always so great at upholding the promises that I make to myself. So it feels really good to be back on top of that. Along those same lines, I have kind of a new system of getting my shit done. So I'm still doing the morning check ins, but they've taken on a little bit of a different twist. And I might save that for another episode because I feel like I could go on and on about that. But just for a brief overview, I take an hour or so on Sundays and I look at the week ahead. I plug in my free time, my family time, my commitments, like when coaching starts, when track season starts, I'll put my coaching time in there. I put in the time that I drive picking up the kids from school and dropping them off. I put in the time that I drive to yoga and during yoga and after yoga, put in all of those things. And then I take all of the things that I need to do that week to further my goals and the results that I want to get. And then I plug those in and I plug in the exact amount of time that each one will take. And then I plug in the errands and the tasks that I need to do, like making appointments and picking up prescriptions and going to the food store, all of that. So at the end of that hour of prep, I pretty much know what I'm going to do, basically down to the 15-minute segments of what I'm going to do for the week ahead. And I know for some people that probably sounds incredibly stifling and something that you would never want to do. But I have to tell you, by plugging in first the family time and the free time, I make sure that that happens and I make sure that I have a lot of balance. I also make sure that if I set an hour to sit here and do this podcast and edit it and upload it, that I'm going to make sure that it gets done within that hour. So this kind of ties back into that doing what I say I'm going to do and making sure that it happens. And for me, having that kind of strict guidelines of, okay, this is your time to eat lunch. This is your time when you're going to do that. It actually brings a lot of freedom to me. And it brings me so much energy that at the end of the day, I can look back and see all the things that I accomplished that are results. They're not just busy work. They're actual results that are helping me make my goals come true. Do It's challenge time. Today's challenge kind of goes hand in hand with what I was already talking about. I want you to take a second to think of one thing that you absolutely positively commit to doing today. You don't have to do the thing right now while you're listening to the podcast, but you do have to promise yourself that you're going to do it. And then later when you're done listening to the podcast, I want you to go out there and do it no matter what. And then I would love it if you would tell me all about it. You can go to the show notes of this episode at showupsociety.com forward slash 17, and you can leave it in the comments and I will give you a huge high five and a hug through the ether. And just to make sure you know, this does not have to be a huge thing. This doesn't have to mean you go clean out your whole entire garage. This can mean that you just make that one phone call that you've been meaning to make. All that matters is that you commit to yourself to doing that one thing today, and then you do it. Okay, let's talk about going on a solo retreat. I think the first time that I went on a solo retreat that I can remember was in 2006, and it was the Olympics, and I was part of a knitting group that decided to do the knitting Olympics. So we would start a project during the opening ceremonies of the the Olympics, and we would have to finish it by the time that the closing ceremonies were done. And I chose this beautiful hand-knit sweater with cables on the front. And for non-knitters, cables take a little bit longer time. They're more complicated. You have to pay attention more. Um, and I had never really done cables before. I had never sewn a garment But I did it and it was getting close to the end of the Olympics and I still had a lot to do. So I said to Chris, I need to go away to a hotel and just work on this without having to get up and make food and take people places. Jack and Maggie were three and one at the time. So it was really hard to work on knitting a white sweater with the two toddlers underfoot. So I went to a hotel. And I knit my little heart out. I was so determined. I messed up a huge chunk of the sweater and I had to unravel it, which is so disheartening. But I knit it back up and I finished that sweater just in time. But being in that quiet hotel room by myself with the Olympics on TV, but no other noise was so, oh, I don't know. It freed my mind. Something so huge about not having to be interrupted and to just really get down deep into the project that you're working on. And I think that is what instilled that hunger in me to have that alone time. I think it was several years before I went on my next solo retreat. But pretty much for the past five years, I've gone on at least one a year, where I go away for a couple days, Uh, Most recently, the past few years, it's been going to the Oregon coast, to Cannon Beach or Manzanita, and just being by myself. So I thought it would be really fun to talk about why I do it and what I bring and what I do and all that kind of stuff. So here we go. There are studies out there that humans have about 50 or 60,000 thoughts a day. And I know that is for sure true of me. And I feel like a lot of my thoughts are on things that I would like to do. So they require kind of a lot of energy to hold them in my head. I also have three kids and a husband and two puppies. And I try very hard to give them my undivided attention. So when we are having a conversation, I really try not to be thinking of other things or doing other things. So I feel like I kind of am pushing my thoughts to the side and kind of ignoring them a little bit or putting them on hold for a large portion of the day, which is totally fine. That's my choice. I want to do that. I want to give that to them. But I really need those few days a year when I go and I don't have anybody else's thoughts coming into my head. I'm only focusing on the thoughts in my head and getting them out and flushing them out, throwing some of them away that I don't need anymore, really bringing some to the forefront that I've been wanting to focus on. So it's just a really great way to reduce all of the input. I am not on my phone that much. Um. just, yeah, really reducing the input helps me to kind of weed out and tend to the garden of thoughts in my head and to prune it and to really give life to the thoughts that have been craving the sunshine and the attention. It's really funny that I get so relaxed on these solo retreats because the day leading up to it is so stressful for me, but like in a funny good way, because I want to do all the things when I'm at the beach. So I want to bring my paints and I want to bring my yarn to knit with and I want to bring my markers and my iPad and I want to bring books. I mean, so many books and the stress of that decision of which books to bring is is real. It is real. Um, I also want to bring puzzles and I just, I want to bring my yoga mat and some weights. I mean, it's kind of crazy. So this year I really felt like I did a good job of paring it down. I only brought two books with me and I was determined to finish at least one of them. And I did after I got back, not while I was there. Um, But anyway, so those are some of the things I bring. So books, art, puzzles. I brought some face masks this time and I did one. Um, My, oh, and this year I added, I didn't bring any uh, paints or knitting, but I did bring some journals and some of my self-coaching materials because I felt like I had gotten a little bit behind on those. And I really wanted to focus on doing those without noise around me. So that's what I brought. And one more note about that, when I'm packing, I do release all the pressure to do those things. So I might bring a puzzle or books with the full knowledge that it's 100% okay if I don't get to those at the retreat. There's no pressure, there's no, oh, I didn't do the puzzle. It's just I feel happy and good about having them with me if the mood strikes while I'm at the beach. All right, so what do I do when I'm on a solo retreat? I like to sleep in, so I make sure that I talk to Chris and the kids the night before and give them lots of love and say, please don't call me in the morning on your way to school because I will be sleeping in and we will talk a lot when you get home from school. So I sleep in, I get up, I usually read in bed for a little bit. Um, then I go for a run or a walk on the beach Um, This is assuming that my solo retreat is at the beach, but wherever I am, I do some kind of exercise because that's just such a huge part of me and who I am. And that's a huge part of clearing my mind and paying attention to what's in my brain. So I will do that for 30 minutes to an hour. I will have breakfast And then I will do some kind of reading or journaling. And I usually try to do that on the beach. So I will bring a chair and blankets because for you that don't live in Oregon, the Oregon coast um, is usually breezy, cool, cold, sometimes rainy. It's not the East Coast kind of beaches with sunshine and umbrellas and suntan lotion. Then I usually walk around the downtown. I go into some of the shops And then I will have a good lunch and then I will usually do another walk on the beach or if I didn't run in the morning, then I'll run at this point. And this is probably another hour. And I get so much joy and peace from just walking and exercising and running and being on the beach and seeing the ocean and having my feet in the sand. I always take off my shoes Uh, get a little bit wet. The cold just wakes me up. It's just so, so healing. And there is something about me that becomes whole when I am at the beach. Now, I don't really love like deep water stuff. I'm not a big fan of boats and big ships and going way underneath the water, but I'm really happy on the shore with my feet in the sand, my feet in the water. And yeah, I feel like I am home then I'll go back, I'll get all cleaned up. This might be when I do my face mask. And then I have a nice dinner and I will read or um, get caught up on some Netflix or a movie or just kind of shut my brain off for a little bit and give my brain a rest from all of the intense thought work that I've been doing. And a lot of times this is when I talk to Chris and the kids too. But up until this point, The really the only words that I have uttered are to order food at a restaurant. And other than that, uh, I really don't talk. So it's just, it's always kind of shocking the first time I use my voice when I'm on these retreats, because I realize it might have been like 12 or 15 hours or even more the last time I opened my mouth and used my voice. And there's something really cool about that and actually just kind of funny to think about. I know that some people listening to this right now are probably just dying with boredom and wondering, how the heck can this be fun for me Um, when there is no wine and chips and salsa and no laughter and... Uh, for me, this is what fills me up. I really, really enjoy solitude. I enjoy quiet. I enjoy not having to answer somebody. I enjoy not having to figure things out for other people. I enjoy just clearing my head and slowing down. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> that was so fun. Um, no, but I really, for me, this is what fills me up. And I understand that maybe it's not for everybody, but I would just have this one tiny suggestion If you are a person that does not enjoy being with yourself and being all alone and being in the quiet, I would just ask you to explore that a little bit and figure out why. Maybe it's just not fun for you. Awesome. But if it is because you're uh, avoiding thoughts that might come up when you're by yourself, I would just challenge you to be aware of that and just realize like, oh, I don't want to be in the quiet, in the alone with myself because of all the bad things that could come up. And I would rather avoid those by being with people and alcohol and food and fun times totally nothing wrong with that. Not at all. That's you. That's how you get by. That's what works for you. That's what makes you happy. Awesome. But I would just encourage you to just be aware of why it is that you don't want to be alone. And if it's something that you might want to work on, then work on it. If not, then keep doing what you do, baby. So anyway, that's about it. I am so grateful that I have a husband and kids who get me and get that this fills me up and I think they see how much more energy and how much more alive I am when I come back and I think they are just so happy that I get to do that. It also might be that I bring them candy from the amazing candy shop down at the beach. So that might have something to do with the eagerness when I walk back in the door. But um, no, but I really am so grateful that I had the opportunity to do this. And I just came, I just come back with just such a clear head and such a clear vision of where I want to go and who I want to be and I just feel rejuvenated and ready to take on the world. So I'm super excited and I hope that you will consider doing it too. And I would love to hear all about it. As always, I would love it if you would leave a comment for me on the show notes at showupsociety.com forward slash 17. And if you would take the time to leave a review or share this podcast with friends, I would be so grateful. Thank you so much. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't check in on you. What did you commit to yourself to do today? I got to check on this challenge, right? So I hope that you have committed to yourself to do one tiny or big thing today. And sometime today, I hope that you will go do it and keep that promise to yourself. I promise you, it will give you a burst of energy and you'll feel so great. So now I can say, Thank you so much for showing up to today's episode of the Show Up Society podcast. Now go out there and show up for yourself. Hey, you're still here. You look amazing today.